Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today is July 9th, 2021. It is a Friday. <laughs> Yay, I love Fridays. Also, I did before I forget, because it's very possible, um, that I will not be here next week. Things are going well, so nothing has gone off the rails or anything with the health situation that we have. However, I will not be available. So we will go ahead. I won't be here next week, and then we'll go from there. But I did want to um, address something today because this kind of made me laugh out loud, but then I thought I'd better say something. So yesterday I spoke to someone who, you know, DMs me once in a while, a dream or a question, those kinds of things, and basically said to me, I heard you had a breakdown. And when I heard that, I, I... I first started laughing like, oh my gosh, when did I have this breakdown? I, I didn't even remember what it was. And then I'm like, I didn't have a breakdown. I'm like, okay. So anyway, I thought back to the time that, and, and this person mentioned it, that, you know, well, I heard you had a panic attack. Well, what happened? So just to be clear, because it, I don't want to be misrepresented for myself, but just to be clear, for like two and a half years, I have been caretaking, and I was tired. For five minutes, my chest tightened, and I Googled before I took myself anywhere thinking, what is going on? What happens when your chest tightens and you have no other symptoms? And it said a panic attack. So I self-diagnosed myself that that is what happened. And it was the best thing that happened because it gave me a window into not taking care of yourself and putting others first to that level because they're the ones that are sick and you are the one taking care of them, and you don't realize how much you're putting out. I didn't look at that as a breakdown at all. I looked at it as a, a beautiful sign, a good sign, which is why I shared it. And it's hard to share personal things at times. I try to 
stay clear because things can go, you know, in whatever way people interpret it. But a hard situation is a hard situation. None of us are immune to it. But we have to take what happens to us and learn from it. Use words that take away from you or weaken you mentally that, oh, my God, I broke down. And I'm thinking, well, what broke? Nothing broke. And I wanted to share that so that you yourself will know and kind of follow that hey, if I get so absorbed in taking care of someone else and not myself, because a lot of us, in, as we get older, run into situations where we have parents, we have partners, we have family members who get sick. And there's like no in-between place of care. You're in the home, whether you work or not, whether you have to leave the house or not, all of that goes into a big fat question mark and you have to deal with it and if it goes on and on we have to get to a point where we ask for help or if it's a regular situation like a long-term illness and the newness of the situation wears off because we are able to stay alive through some crazy illness but it doesn't mean that we are mobile and can take care of ourselves as well so we have to take care of the people we love. But we have to give ourselves time. And that's something you think, well, I'm not the sick one. I'm the one who could do everything, and then you do everything. <laughs> and then time goes by, and time goes by, and time goes by, and you don't realize how long you've been doing everything. So I just wanted to make that clear you know, it's it's like I, I did my show the next day. <laughs> you know, come on. Let's at least at least understand why I even talked about it. And that was why. Because I know many people who are dealing with situations and you can't just push it aside. It doesn't work like that. So anyway, thank you for letting me know. It it did it did give me a good laugh at first. I thought, oh, wow, that's a new one. But at the same time, I understood that, you know, we care about each other. And when I say certain things, it's hard to hear. It is hard to hear. And so after I laughed at it and laughed at myself, I wanted to say something because, you know, we're all going to face these things. Somewhere in there, we have somebody in our lives, and it's more than just stopping by to say hello or see if you need anything that day. It's like they need something every day, all day. You become a driver and a cook and a maid and all those things. And saving someone's life, helping someone's life is always worth it. But we have to take care of ourselves to take care of others. And it's easy to forget because you think it's short term and that short term turns into forever. You think, oh, they'll get better soon, they'll get better soon, they'll get better soon. And, you know, that becomes hard. So anyway, thank you and let's just get a good laugh out of it because in a way it is. It's like, ha, there we go. 
So I got a question from someone. It's a long one. I don't want to identify the person, um, but they come from a very strict background. They're Muslim. And they live in a place where body beautiful. You know, you have a Instagram account or a Facebook account, and you're posting pictures of yourself in a bikini, and you're just really proud of your body, you're happy about your body, you feel that soul-level spirituality, and you connect it to your, your love of your body and posting pictures of it. But now she's facing a situation where she's going to lose her parents completely. She's trying to explain, but... What I want to say to you is that there is no explanation in that culture. There just isn't. A lot of disowning, in quotes, happens in the Muslim culture. I know because I am. And if you marry the wrong person or do things that are difficult, that are difficult for them to understand, to comprehend. If you do that kind of stuff, it is going to trigger their worst fears and it's going to bring about a lot of what do you think you're doing? It's embarrassment to the family. It goes on and on. And I know you know all of that. But I have a couple of questions to ask you because you knew this going in. There's no way we can't know this. I I knew this at 10, that if I did certain things, it was going to cause a problem and that everything that I would do that would cause a problem involved the choice of understanding that this is how they're going to react. It's as predictable as the day is long. So my questions are that when you make a decision to do this, and you're doing it because it makes you feel good, you're not getting paid for it, you're not, you know, it's not a business, it's not any of that. You're just posting these pictures of yourself in ways that you know are basically poking at your parents. And you don't have to care about anybody else, but you do care about how they feel when you know how they're going to feel. So whether you explain or not to them, what is more, I think, important for you to point out to yourself is that if I'm doing this and I'm not, gaining anything other than the pleasure of seeing pictures of myself on public media, public being the operative word. And I know this is causing problems and I want to force the acceptance of me and what I want to do and live your life according to yourself. Why do this that's going to cause that? Do you actually internally want a separation from them? From them. 
because you know that what you're doing, the one thing you chose to do, is to do exactly one of the things that was going to trigger that entire shame and blame culture that we have when it comes to a woman's behavior. Now, I'm not telling you conform or not conform. I'm not telling you do it or don't do it. I'm asking you if you're using this to create that separation and kind of have a freedom from the cultural restrictions of actually being yourself. And I have to ask it because, you know, I ran away, literally physically ran away from that culture, loving my parents, loving the people. But the restrictions were so tight that if I didn't fit into and squeeze myself into that template, whatever the template was in that city, in that that clan part, then I was going to have to live without all of it. The music, the food, the love, the family, the growing, which is something we all want. And it's great if you can completely conform. But then we make choices. We get older and we say, I can't get myself out of it, so maybe... Maybe I'll be someone that will kind of get me out of it. Because you're not going to heal them. The more you do it, the more helpless they will feel because they can't control you. And you're telling them, I don't want to be controlled. I want to do your worst fear. And I still want you to love me. Right? You want the unconditional love. Because as you say, that the universal connection to their roots and yours, that your act is seen as shameful. And you understand that. Think if you were your mom or your dad. And you have a daughter and the daughter wanted to do this and all their friends, you know, that's all, the whole thing, the whole community, my mom used to say. The whole community can see you. When I wrote the book, the first book, Little Wing, same thing. Don't tell anybody, don't go on Oprah. I'll never forget my mom saying that. Because to my mom, going on Oprah was completely natural because she had friends on Oprah. Because I'm from Chicago, and when Oprah started, she did a lot with local businesses, and she featured them on her show. So my mom did not know how hard it is to actually get on Oprah, and she was scared. Her friends would know I saw Christ, and she was scared that if her friends saw me talking that I saw Christ, that now I was Christian, which is a sellout. It's like a what? Your daughter became what? Your daughter saw who? Don't tell anybody. I'm like, well, the book's out, Mom. I mean, don't go on Oprah then. Because to her, that means Chicagoland community will not know. And that was shameful. 
that was way out of the box. Marrying someone that's not from the same background, way out of the box. Doing photos that provoke, way out of the box. We all know it. It's even, believe it or not, unspoken. And we all know when we do it, we're setting ourselves up to either be out of the community. They're never going to understand. They may understand privately, but they will never understand as a group because they cannot let their guard down. When I was 14 and 15 and I asked why all my girlfriends could have a boyfriend and why we couldn't have boyfriends. Haha, <laughs> ask that question again. You start to understand as you become an individual that you hide that individuality because someone will come in and wipe it off the map in your life. So to answer your question, how can you get them to understand? You're not. And you say you've dealt with immense bullying and cyber harassment as a result. And yet, you know that and knew it. And you're using your name so everybody can find you. If you want to do it for artistic purposes, and, you know, this is just a thought, but do it under a different name and express yourself and do all of that. And the people that are interested in that can find you and not the people who are going, oh, my God, look what she did today. If you want to stay in their world. Because you you say in here that they don't identify by faith as Muslims. But it's not the religion. I, I have been through these issues and not for doing, you know, a photo that's topless or in a bikini that totally scares the heck out of them. But just wanting my life. And there were threats on my life. I don't know what they were going to do to my life, but they did go to my boss at work and say, you know, let her know that if she does what she thinks she wants to do, we will make an example out of her. Now, what that meant, I don't know, but my boss called me and told me not to come to work that day. I was like in my late teens, maybe I was 20, I can't remember, but right in that window of time. And she described the people to me, and I, if they were the people I think they were, they're not even from my immediate clan. But their bigger fear was that if I lived my life that way, meaning my way, which meant I wanted to go to school and I wanted to work and I wanted to have a boyfriend and I just wanted to live whatever this world was, but if I wanted to do that, then how would they, their daughters? How?
how would they stop their daughters? And that's one of the bigger fears. If you get away with being yourself, then everybody can get away with it. You've just set a new standard. And in most cases, we say, wow, that's great. Everyone gets to be free. Right? Nobody wants to hear that. They will fight to some pretty extreme measures to make sure that doesn't happen. And we all know it. I'm not saying do it or don't do it. Your question was, how can you better support yourself and facilitate their healing during these times? You have to ask yourself what is worth the balance between your relationship with your family, your parents, your background, and posting pictures of yourself on social media because you love your body and you're proud of your body and you have a body positive empowerment self-love content and you do it through your body. So when you're going to put up a bold picture, what do they say? If you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. (coughs) Excuse me. Because you know, you know, Like today, I started the show. Hey, I had a panic attack, but it wasn't scary. It didn't stop my life. I didn't stop breathing. I didn't stop anything. I just caught it right in the beginning. I was like, oh, wow, that's what that feels like. Holy cow. But I had to Google it to figure out what was going on. (coughs) Excuse me. But I said, hey, guys, that's actually not what happened in the way it's been described, so I can address it, right? I can say, hey, this is this is what I feel. But if I put out a picture, I'm telling people what I feel through a picture. I'm giving them a chance to make up their own minds before they ever talk to me, before I ever could, because the picture speaks a thousand words. They're like, oh, my God, what is she doing? Not because they don't love you. They don't want the attention. You're getting attention for something you love to do, and they're getting a whole different ball of wax of attention for something that you do. The communities, whether the background is from whatever country, those communities live by a very strict guideline of behaviors that are acceptable. And it's not an easy one to navigate through. And I just, I I wanted to let you know out loud. I wanted you to hear my voice. I didn't want to write it in an email or write it in a thing, and I didn't want to identify you. I just want you to know the reality of our choices. All the people that I grew up around, that I had to live my life by their rules. And I wasn't even a rebel. I wanted to go somewhere by myself. Do something by myself. Be myself. Whatever that meant. 
And I hit a wall after a wall after a wall. So if you come from a restrictive culture and you're still in that culture, you're not out yet, and you do something, whatever it is that provokes them into shame or fear of rejection, doubting whether or not they know you or not, or whether or not you care or not, or whether or not they can participate or accept it, that stuff you are, you already know. And it's not easy. It's one of the toughest decision-making places to be. So for everything you post every day, you can't expect that you're going to get those reactions because that's what you have been getting. And you have to ask yourself, you know, they say pick your battles, the battles you want to fight if you want to fight them that in the ways that they only know how. So give, give yourself this space. Facilitate your healing. Your healing in the sense that the things that are coming at you feel very hurtful, but you're not going to be able to change their minds. Just like I started this conversation, you know, I started the conversation with it's a strict template. Why do you why do you want to do this in that environment and bring this to you in that environment? It's a it's not a perfect world. And you either do it Or you don't do it. You either do it and you live with what comes as a result of it. Or you don't do it. Not because you're trying to accept their behavior. But those are the only two choices you have. Unless, you know, you go the route of a fictitious name, which a lot of people do. If you go to get your hair cut at Fantastic Sam's, they name each other different names so that when that person leaves, you can't follow them and they lose all their customers, right? And that's for a haircut. But I I just, you know, want you to ask yourself that question. How can you better support yourself? Ask yourself if the positivity you feel outweighs the rejection you feel from your parents. The rest of the community, you can live without. The only reason why you care about them is because your parents are being exposed to them. But pay attention to you. What is your motivation deeper than that, knowing that this is what's going to come out? And if you're really, really happy right now and you're doing this and your parents have access to seeing it every single day, then this is where your balance is. This is where the pendulum needs to hit the middle somehow. Maybe you block all the people that you don't want there because they'll tell your parents 
but the whole in your face thing in that culture is not is not an easy one to live with or live around or live by and and trust me when i tell you i love my culture i struggled with these questions i know how much everybody loves each other I know how great it felt when we were at weddings and families were together and everybody was happy and everyone felt like they're all doing the right thing. I get it. But when we do stuff that offsets the balance and the fragility of trying to live by such strict rules and then somebody stretching those rules till the rubber band's almost going to break, the attention you get is crazy. And it's hard to deal with because that attention comes with a huge wave of rejection. I hope that helped you. If it did not, you can write me and we can talk about it some more. You guys, I love you guys. Have a great weekend. I will see you guys in a week. A week's time, so the following Monday, have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.